Matthew. We know beginning of the chapter here, we have John the Baptist being head being cut off. There the king cutting his head off to satisfy that damsel that danced for him. And then we see the feeding of the 5,000 where the disciples wanted to send the multitude away because it was getting late and it was time for to eat. And they said, send them to the villages so they could get their own victuals. But Jesus told them, no, don't send them away. And then once the disciples, when he told the disciples that, they kind of started getting a little worried. They said, we don't have but two loaves and five fish. And Jesus said, well, bring them in anyway, basically. And we know the count, what happens there. But we'll start reading there in, in verses 20, starting in verse 22. You stand for the reverence and reading of God's Word tonight. The Bible says, And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship and to go before Him unto the other side where He sent the multitude away. And when He had sent the multitude away, He went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, He was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw Him walking on the, on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, Bocerius, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased, and they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. Let's pray. And Father God, as I bow before you, Tonight, Lord God, Father, I need your help tonight, Lord God, as I stand and preach, Lord God. Father, I don't want to be no, 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 no show here tonight, Lord God, but I just want to be somebody for you tonight, Lord God. God, I don't want people to look at me tonight and say, what good job that I've done, Lord God, but I want them to see Jesus in me, Lord God, and I, I want to be used by you tonight, Lord God. I don't want to be no, no performer tonight, Lord God. I don't want no, no act or nothing like that, God. I just want to be used, God, and I want your help tonight, Lord God. I can't do it on my own, Father. Lord, I ask you tonight, Lord God, to bring back the remembrance of the things I've studied throughout the week, Lord God, especially this evening, Lord God. Father, I ask you, Lord God, tonight, Lord God, that you'll make preaching easy tonight, Lord God. Father, help me tonight as I speak, Lord God, to be your mouthpiece tonight, Lord God. Father, I ask you to forgive me for my many failures and my short sins and my shortcomings, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to get to preach here tonight, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you for this church, Lord God. Thank you for my family that's here, Lord God. My church family, Lord God, I don't know where I'll be today, tonight without them, Lord God. But most important, Lord God, I don't know where I'll be at tonight without you, Father. Lord, thank you for coming by my way, Lord God. I love you. Thank you for Jesus, and thank you for the cross and Calvary, Father. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We see, like I said, the account here, the feeding of the 5,000. They tried their own resources, and they see they couldn't, but they had to have Jesus. And uh, throughout our time, we can go through all the counts here. As I've done and studying through all these, we see in Mark chapter 6 and verses 45 to 52 and John 6, 16 to 21 also tells of this count. But Matthew is the only one that records the count of Peter attempting to walk on the water to meet Jesus. While Matthew uses Mark as one of his sources, his ending of the count is quite different. And, and, uh, and, and Mark, the count ends with disciples having hardened hearts 
But here in Matthew, disciples worship Him in the knowledge that He is the Son of God. And also in Matthew 8, there's a count similar to this of Jesus being asleep in the bottom of the, the, bottom of the ship. All during these times, if you, if you look at all these accounts, there was a storm that arose in these disciples' life, and Jesus had to come to their rescue. But right before Jesus got there, they, they got so fearful and didn't, didn't understand what was going on. It even got scared. We see that all accounts, they're in a ship. The storm comes. We look here in Matthew's life here, or Peter's life here in Matthew. We see it's a very familiar story that we got here account. Most people, I've heard it preached before, Peter walking on the water. Maybe Peter did have courage to get out the boat and walk on, and try to walk to Jesus on the water. We can call it whatever we want tonight. We can call it fate. We can call it reckless. We can call it Peter having courage. But tonight, I want to look at it a little different just for a little while tonight. And I want to look at Peter getting out the ship a little different way tonight than him just having faith tonight. First thing I want to look at tonight is, number one, Jesus put them in a boat for a reason. He, he, he was urging about it. He said straightway there in verse 22. He said, and straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. Jesus told them to get in that ship for a reason. They didn't have to pray about it. They didn't have to ponder about it. There's things that you and I is commanded to in our life tonight that we shouldn't have to pray about or ponder about when Jesus says do it. Uh, I thought about when I studied this out about church, being at church. You know, that's a commandment for us to be at church and not just to lay out a church for every given reason that we can come up with. You know, that's something we are not pray about being at church. We are not have to pray about giving the missions or, or giving the tithe on Sunday mornings. That's something that's commanded to us. Uh, that stuff we know that's commanded to us. What about this? What about the way we act in public? We shouldn't have to pray about how we are to conduct ourselves in, in, in this world. We, are, we have a rule book in life. We have a guideline and steps to follow, blueprints if you would. God lists it for us how to act in this world, in the Word of God. How we are to dress. We shouldn't have to pray about if that's what, if that's what God will have us to dress. If we, don't, if we think it can turn somebody's head, we're not putting it on. That's man or woman. Places we are to go. Things that we do. We shouldn't have to ponder and pray about it. If God commanded it, it's a command. And if it goes against Him, then it's sin. If it brings shame and approach to the church that we're members of, God looks at it sin too. He gets His glory in and through the church. If it, don't bring, if, if, if it, it brings shame to the, and approach to God's where we meet, of the church building, and I'm, I'm talking about us tonight, then it's a sin to God. Not only that, but number two, they experienced a storm in verses 24. It says, When the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. We see the disciples, once they got in the boat, and they got out in the water, a storm come. These storms came because they was in God's will. There's two sets of storms that we go through in life tonight. We have a storm of correction that we can go through. Think back in Jonah. Remember the storms that he went through? I went back and I studied through Jonah. If Jonah would have just been obedient and just did what God said to go to Nineveh, he wouldn't have faced the storms that he went through. I look at it in our lives today, and my life as I studied this out, if I would just be obedient to the things that God wants me to do that I know that I need to do tonight, I wouldn't have to face some of the hardships and storms that I go through in life as a child of God. We bring a lot of storms for correction on ourselves because we're just disobedient. And we just don't 
we just don't heed to God's warning and God's word or the man of God's warning and his word, his, his warning that he gives us on Sundays when he preaches. Not only that, them storms, but we got storms of perfection, storms of, of growing, if I say it that way. And these, these disciples and these storms, God is helping them to grow. It was helping their faith. It was helping them to, to obey. I think about the storms that, that come in my life and, 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 and times, Brother Joe, it's, it was not necessarily because I'd done something wrong, but it was something that I could see God was in the middle of it. And when I come out on the other side, I could see Him in all, all the time. It just helped me get closer to Him. Isn't that just how our Christian walk and life is today? Where God can just perform a, a, a perfect miracle or something in our lives. And here comes a storm and we forget what God just done for us. And we get so fearful and so scared and we don't know how we're going to make it or what's going to happen. And the whole time God's sitting there like, I went through with you already. I'll go through this one with you too. But we get scared. I guess maybe that's the flesh in us. I don't know. Would you ought to just keep your eyes on Jesus? Not only was these disciples going through this storm, and not only was Jesus trying to teach them a very lesson in these storms, but he was also praying for them. Even though he went up, the Bible says he went up to the mountain apart to pray, I believe he was praying for the disciples. See, nothing catches God by surprise. God knew this. He knew that storm was going to come. Just like He knows in our lives today that storms is going to come our way. Problems is going to come our way. Hardships and heartaches going to come our way. But He's right there with us all the time. Jesus saw them and knew that they needed help. Matthew, we can look there in verse 25 in our text where it says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto him, walking on the sea. And, in, and, and Mark chapter 6, verse 48 says this, And he saw them trolling and rolling, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he come unto them, walking upon the sea. He knew they was in trouble and he was coming for them. I'm convinced that he was praying for them, just like he's praying for you and I today. He's making intercession for us today. Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 34 says, Who is he that condemned? Is it Christ that died? Yea, rather that, he is risen again who is even at the right hand of God who also make an intercession for us. Hey, child of God, he, he's praying for us tonight. In our times of trouble, he's there. When life gets good and we up on the mountaintop, we ought to not forget about them. And not just have them as a spare tar when times get rough. Because he's praying for us in the bad times and in the good times. Number four, not only was he praying for him, I got a car that headed the horse, but he also went to him there in verse 25. Man, why did Jesus go to him? Wisby said this, to show his disciples that the very thing they feared was only a staircase for him to come to them. Hey, something that we go through in life is just a staircase for Jesus to come to us and help us, to show us who he is and how mighty he is. You go through that sickness or that death of a family member. He's there. Just like he was for the disciples. Then we know number five, we know Peter jumped ship. It got rough, Brother Joe. I've never been out in the ocean on a boat off the coast. But I have been in the on the river before in little bitty boats and bad weather come up and it gets a little rough. 
I can't imagine what it would be like out there in the ocean. But maybe I thought about them disciples being in that ship and that wind was blowing. Them seas got rough. Water hitting against it, coming on deck and, and things like that. Well, Peter must have got real scared to jump the boat. We know that Peter, Peter asked Jesus to bid him to come on the water. His response was, his response was spawned by doubt and fear. I believe he was fearful that that boat was going to sink. He wanted to get out of there. So he said, Jesus, bid me to come on the water. Jesus said, come on. Rather than him just having faith and staying on the boat. No, faith don't say, doesn't say if. Faith says because. Faith is not something that we can, we can do. Faith is having faith, believing that we can't do it, but just having faith. There's times in my life that I don't know how things are going to happen, but I just trust God. And somehow or another, Brother Philip, it happens. It happens. I thought about, when I studied this out, I went and I read, studying the crucifixion. I thought about them two thieves on the cross. One railed against them and said, Hey, if you be God, save yourself and us, in my own words. But the other one said, Please remember us. That one had faith. The other one had doubt. Doubt can hurt us in our Christian life tonight and not have fear. Peter was abandoned Jesus' initial command. He told them to get in the boat. He never commanded them once they got in the boat to get out of it until they got to the other side. But he allowed Peter to lead the ship to teach him a very valuable lesson. If Peter's faith was not wavered, if he wouldn't have took his eyes upon off of Jesus, everybody, I, I read behind people, people this week, and people said, "Well, well, he lost his faith." I don't believe Peter lost his faith during that time, because at the end, when, when he started sinking, he said, "Jesus saved me," and Jesus reached for it. I don't believe he did. I believe Jesus took his. Uh, Peter took his eyes off of Jesus. Then he began to sink. A lot of times we mess up when, when, when we get in bad shape is when we take our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ and we get, and we get away from His Word and we, we let Him not be the Lord in our life. That's when we start failing and we start messing up. We can't make it in this life without Him. That's why we are to keep our eyes on Him tonight. That's why we are to keep our faith in Him tonight. Now let's look, let me look at it to us tonight. When we jump ship, the odds is always against us. When we, when we jump God and we get outside of God's will, the odds stacks up against us any way they can. Jesus has places us in some... In our Christian life tonight, if you're born again, we're in some ships tonight that God's placed us in. First ship that we're in tonight, we're in, we're in a fellowship. A fellowship ship tonight. Not just fellowship with Him, but fellowship with one another tonight. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're to love one another. I, I, my message preachers preached the other night, the other day, boy, it's still with me about it shouldn't be hard for a brother in Christ to tell another brother in Christ that they, they, they love them. Hug them. Show affection to them. A brotherly love. Same way with the, the, the like, uh, sisters in Christ, the fellow sisters in Christ. We're family. God put us in a ship to be family. That's why we're members here. That's why we are to love one another. 
Not only that, but he gives spouses and marriage relationships, husbands and wives together. That's a ship that we have today if you're married. And in church memberships, being faithful to the house of God. Storms will come our way. The seas will get rough in this life that we're on. So you've got to remember, we're just pilgrims. This is not our home. We're passing through this life, going to a better home. Storms will come our way. Hardships will get hard. Fellowship in one another will get hard when you would. I'm, I'm with preacher every day, almost Monday through Friday. I'm sure I get on his nerves. He don't get on my nerves. I love being around him. <laughs> but I'm sure I get on his ner- nerves. I'm with my wife 24-7. I know I get on her nerves. I'm around y'all just as much. And I know I get on y'all's nerves just as well as some of y'all get on my nerves. But God's put us in this ship for a reason because we cannot go through this life outside of Him being with us without one of another. I have to have y'all in my life on a daily day basis because I cannot have friendship with this world because they will pull me down and I'll conform to the things of this world. That's why I need church, Brother Joe. I need it not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, but revival meetings. Extra times we can go to other churches and just hear preaching. We got to have it. Jesus is watching our ships today and praying for us. And He will come to us in our hour of need. Hey, when things look rough, when we don't even know when the blink is going to come, He will be there. You ain't got to be like Peter and jump ship and try to walk on the water. But just stay in the ship and hold on. Thousands of people is jumping ships today. You've got people jumping from one religion to another. You've got church members leaving the church because they get mad over little bitty stuff and going to find another church to yoke up with because they get mad at this one in the church or the pastor of this church or this they just don't really fit in with this church no more. Or, or you got husbands leaving wives and wives leaving husbands because they just don't want to be together no more. God never intended for none of that to happen when He put us in these ships. A marriage is for a lifetime. To death do them part. A church membership ought to be the same way. God put me here at North Spoon, and I don't plan on leaving unless God moves me somewhere else. And I don't believe God's going to move me nowhere else unless He just tells me to go preach somewhere else. Sorry. That's just the way I feel about it. This is my church. This is my family. I look at y'all like we're blood. Because we got the same blood that saved us. <laughs> but they jumping from one marriage to another, from one church to another, looking for another sea without a storm. There's not going to be no sea without no storms. There's going to be storms in every sea you get into. <laughs> what we need to do, instead of trying to find a new sea to get into, we just need to put the oils of faith down and just buck her down and just stroll and just hunker down for the storm. Because I promise when we get through it, we can look back on the other side and see God's been through it the whole time with us. Not only has God been through us on the other side, preacher, but
But there's been times that we went through storms that I can look back and when God was with us, my church family was on the other side. That's why we need these ships in our life and we need to hunker down in them. We just need to keep it pointed in the right direction. Keep the mark in head. Because one day, we're going home. Though the winds may be contrary and the waves may beat upon the ship, but nothing will never, never, ever sink the ship of God's got to sin. <laughs> Jesus was well aware. I'm closing with this. Jesus was well, well, well aware of the storms that these disciples was going through in all these accounts. Just like He is with us today. Every storm we're going to face in life, he, gonna know, he, knows what, he knows it before. Hey, nothing catches Him by surprise. There ain't no sickness in this world catches Him. There ain't no disease, hardship or nothing. In our time of trouble, God comes to us for help. Tonight. Maybe you're going through a storm in your life tonight. Maybe you don't know how, how, the, end, how, how the end's going to come. Friend, let me just say this. Just stick in it and just go. Because when it's over with, you'll see God in it. Lord God, as I bow before you tonight, Father, thank you for the message, Lord God. Thank you for this studying that I've done on it, Lord God. Father, thank you for the help that you give me through it, God. And God, I love you and I thank you, God. I pray, God, you take the message, Lord God. Please correct it in my errors, God. And God, use it for your honor and your glory tonight, Father. I pray, God, if there's someone here in the storm tonight, God, Maybe someone here is hurting tonight. God, will you please comfort them tonight, Lord God. Please help them during the time, Father. And I love you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.